What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hello and welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra, the Watchful. And friends, we, it's here. It's here. And we are joined, and we are joined by Sir Jimmy of House Nuts, the Fantasy Network. And guys, let me go ahead and do it. Let me go ahead and say it. I got three where I can sum this episode up in three words. Westeros is back. We yeah. are back. <laughs> Jimmy, what did you think, my friend? I mean, <laughs> I, I'm captivated. Um, listen, I've been cautiously optimistic, and in the last two weeks, I've let myself get very, very excited for this show. And I felt very confident going in here. What we heard from George and Ryan Condell or Condell, whatever, everything leading up to this has been, you know, encouraging. Right. It went better than I ever could have imagined. And it's different in, in a way that I love. And we're not jumping across continents. We're not jumping apart, uh, you know, uh, different parts of Westeros or anything. It's a different show, guys. This is a different show, but still maintains that quality. I mean, just little things, right? Allison's fingernails yeah. bleeding, her biting her finger. I mean, just things that are, are so small of detail, but then also has all of the grandiose, so epic shots uh, that no one else can do. No one does it no. like this. Uh, my wife is not like, she's, she's never even finished the original show. Like she likes it, but she just kind of goes in and out of it and she's still right. watching through it. Like we got done and she was like, that was a movie. She was like, that felt like oh. when I saw Dune. She's like, it was an event. I was like, it was an event in the pacing of the episode. I, I was very nervous because I heard some people say that it moved along a little quickly. I don't think so at all. Mm -hmm. I thought that the the overall theme that you could subtly pick up on that they trusted you to pick up on is that Viserys is a weak king. And then the climax of the episode is when Damon says you are weak. Mm -hmm. I mean, tying those things together. And then you have, I mean, the birth scene might be one of the most disturbing things I've seen on television. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like wow. I, honestly, I was I was getting a little like I was like like squirming in my seat a little bit. Yeah. Um, I just uh, I lost it in in the end of that episode, a song of ice and fire. Ah, uh, guys, it's it's insane. It's a song of ice and fire. <laughs> Let me put okay. So, so so Matt summed it up in 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 three words. My one word is uh, matters. Like House of the Dragon matters so much. It's a song of ice and fire now. Like this, I mean, it mattered before, but it matters even more now. This is a change that's so good. It's so, so, so good for the whole thing. <laughs> Just to pass that along. It's like, wow, that's what he's passing down to his heir. I don't know. I, I was absolutely blown away by this by this episode. I, I loved it. And like you said, Jimmy, the build up, the build up this whole way. 
he's weak. There's all this talk about him being an air. And then at the end, he's sitting there, he's got black fire and he's staring him down. He's, he's commanding him to go. And then just, to, I don't know, the weight and the tension that you could feel in this was just through, through the roof. Yeah. I mean, him holding him, holding black fire. And then you have the wielder of dark sister staring him down, dude, uh, Matt Smith stand out of the episode. Yeah. Stand so, out. Yeah. Crazy Gu- guys. I know sometimes I can be a little long winded, so just bear just bear with me because there's so much I have to say about this. First and foremost, the single best compliment I can give this just this single episode, not even what the show is going to be or anything. This felt like an episode of season three or season four of Game of Thrones. I mean, just viewing it as a standalone piece of content. This I mean, the way and you have the advantage of doing that because, you know, we know what the Iron Throne is. We know all of those things, you know. So I think like it's hard to even try to compare this to the Game of Thrones pilot because it has to introduce us to the entire world. Mm-hmm. But, you know, obviously this benefits from that. I mean, this felt like a peak episode of Game of Thrones. I mean, this felt like we were right back there, right watching like season three or season four, like the little just political banter back and forth and the eyes between Damon and Otto Hightower as they're sitting, you know, on the, on the council and, you know, talking about your wife and your wife, you know, all of the little game of Thrones being played was back. And the total standout for me, the man who deserves all the credit, freaking Raman Jawaldi, the music was so amazing. The final scene. Yeah, that song they released a few days ago and it was called The Prince That Was Promised. And I was like, why is there a song called The Prince That Was Promised? And then they're tying it into the Song of Ice and Fire. And we talked about this. This was a potential leak. Spoiler, George has kind of mentioned stuff in the past. But when um, Rhaenyra flies up for the first time and you can see her, right? That theme is the exact same theme. Go back to season eight and it's used with Danny a lot, but go to see, go watch season eight. I think it's episode one where John and Danny are flying, uh, um, and they you get a shot of them on both the dragons coming in, and it's the exact like point for point the same. It was one of those things we talked about with like trying to even compare this to say Star Wars, where we were saying like you know, do you go an entirely different route for the music? Do you um, do something kind of similar? And I think he found the perfect ground of. Again, like Star Wars, I think, is a great example where Star Wars, the music is all the same. And so everything feels the same and everything you feel like you're right back in and everything, you know, like there's some motifs and that are different in, like, say, the prequels. Um, but it still has that same type of a feel as like the like the droid army, for example, sort of feels like the Imperial March. It's not, but it has that same type of feel. And it's John Williams who did the music. So here, you know, he took a lot of the themes that he created Um and he just expands on them. So it feels like we're back. It's lineage. And it feels new. Yeah. And it feels like it's older. It was just, I mean, perfect. Like the score for this episode could not have been better. I mean, could well, not have been better. Not only that, but the look and the feel of the episode, I felt like this was truly Westeros 170 years ago. Like Game of Thrones feels ancient and old, right? But like this felt older. Mm-hmm. King's Landing mm-hmm. looked different, yep. guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. it wasn't as like done up. It was a little, little bit more rudimentary. I, I just felt, I felt like I was home. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's a weird thing to say that it also, it, you know, you go back in time and it feels like there's not as much, um, I don't know, like, like embellishment, but at the same time, it's, it's closer to its creation. At the same 
time. You know what I mean? Like, like, like simpler and sleek, but you know, uh, cause again, we're going back closer to when it was, I mean, obviously pr- improvements have been made, but it just felt really good. Like Matt said, you're stepping right back into game of Thrones, not missing a beat in terms of that's what they said in the promo is that they they were taking the best from game of Thrones, which includes the music, the costuming, the sets, all that the, stuff. And it's the, sick. Em- the embroidery on yeah. all of the costumes is the helm so good yeah i mean yeah. not that game of like game of thrones obviously had great costuming and everything you know it got a lot better in like season three um you know compared to season one but again it was launching an entire new show um but you know and by the end all the costuming in game of thrones looked great but this just feels bigger and better and you know it's been five years and if you just even think about some of the technology that like has in movies and everything that has that has just come about like the volume in star wars the way they filmed the mandalorian they said i've read a lot of stuff that they use you know similar type that they use that that same a lot of that same technology and all that stuff it's like you can just see it i mean it's just it's it's like game of thrones looked great but this just looks so much yeah like it just looks so good so the reason i didn't do a live watch along with you guys because i have i just bought a new tv so it's a 65 inch oled lg g2 this oh thing is God. like oh no they're shit. so good yeah it's yeah, literally so like good. in my wall and i almost uh, i almost made it i was at costco yesterday and, I, and I, they had it like right once you walk in and i was like <laughs> bro this looked amazing in hdr 4k i i mean it yeah. looked ridiculously good um and the, the, dude what you were saying about the score like when she's putting on her hair dra- i mean everything was building um that's the thing it didn't feel forced and it didn't feel like some weird cousin like it literally does feel in universe like it fits yeah. that is God. what television can do like that is that's prime tv like that is actually like premium television right there yeah, comment here from I'm hoping I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Jay. That's Jay. my boy Jay. Oh, Jay. Yeah. He says I have the same TV. Looked fucking epic. Let's yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then Honey. you know it it was interesting too when I was watching, say, the scene where um where Damon is talking to um Viserys in the throne room, right? And you just think about all the times we've seen that throne room, right? In Game of Thrones, and it's always usually packed and everything. But here there's like boxes lying around and yeah, it's just so it's just so interesting seeing a lot of this, the the same places that we've seen before, but in this new in this new thing. I mean, the episode was a ten out of ten for me. I mean, this yeah. this would be this would have been one of the best episodes of Game of Thrones. Yeah, I think uh, like th- we still need like we'll have bigger payoffs and like we have so much craziness to come. But like setting out to do what it's doing, this is a this is better than the first episode of Game of Thrones by by a lot. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. yeah way yeah, yeah yeah what was the painting in the background i see people keep saying this i did not i'm gonna watch it again I did not notice before that. i make my review video at later this week but like mm. i yeah. mean my mind was just racing i mean guys time. it's you can't even i'm trying to go back and do a click through and uh, i th- thank god i didn't didn't stop the stream when i was going through because it is crashing i mean it's crashing on me right now as i try to go back and do a little click through to find that picture um want to mention real quickly too just the the tension the way that they they kind of did those moments the, the small council is debating what to do with Damon and we're, we're in, we're locked in oh. on that conversation. And then they gently cut to Damon listening. And I was like, it stops you for a second. Oh, they're hearing this. You're like, Whoa. And you know, something right. That, that the other characters at the table don't quite know. And it just, that is, that kind of stuff is brilliant. That's good. That's good storytelling. And they did it multiple times. So, yeah. you know, this episode too also felt like just, if you think about just everything that was in it, it almost felt like 
and it, it's great as a pilot for being this. It almost felt like a showcase of like all of the best stuff that existed in Game of Thrones, right? Like we got a little bit of the yeah. political banter back and forth. We got, um, you know, you know, there was some of the hey stuff that's really hard to watch and that really grips you, right? Yeah. It's like, wow, this is like crazy. Even the battle. But it's even the battle, the fighting scenes were amazing. And then it ends with like the big prophecy song of ice and fire. It felt like, it felt like, Hey, this is a showcase of what this show is going to be. And what game of Thrones is. Had you never seen the original? Yeah. Yeah. Guys, can I just say, so like, as you go, people who were, who were kind of doubting, you know, they, they were, they, they were wondering what's this going to be about or whatever. They're coming in now saying like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. I feel like from, from the get go, you're like, wow, this is intense. There's battles, there's tourneys, there's there's whatever. You got to the end of this, and it matters so like that secret being passed down. I mean, mm-hmm. again, the episode without it is is phenomenal. It's it, like if that right. wasn't done, it would be just again a ten out of ten. This surpasses a ten out of ten when you call a song of ice and fire and you go to that next level. Yeah. We're we're on a different level here, Phil. Like a level we didn't expect, honestly. It's, and it's just it's very it's very obvious, even in episode one of um that george is george martin is way more involved in yeah. this than he right. was in game of thrones right and let's like uh, way more because the attention here okay you could have just had damon say when asked did you say it and does he answer fellas did we, did we actually see him did we actually hear him say it no right. but there were three witnesses right who came forward did we ever hear him confirm it no i mean not necessarily that- right yeah, and that's kind of like that. We're playing with the ambiguous nature of fire and blood in a way, that way, and like yeah. maybe it won't even matter if he ever said. We're never gonna get the no. answer, right? No, never. But never. like that is just a kind of like a subtle nod to what this whole story is predicated on, which is uh, conflicting reports. Uh, yeah, right. you know, it's little things like that that are nods to the source material that I really get behind, and like even the um, like whenever they're kind of setting up the episode from the cold open. Like that worked for me so much. And like, I feel like so many other shows have done this, like this kind of cold open with the narration over Lord of the Rings movies come to mind. Right. Mm -hmm. And it just fit. It just fit so well. Yeah. No, the cold open was actually really good. That that was a good way to kind of set the scene for everything to, to add in some, some history. King Jaharis, tell us what's been going on. The fact that they brought up Magor the cruel and stuff like that. Like they, they're alluding to stuff not too far in, you know, back from that point. They call They said Damon was good. It was Magor. Maybe I, worse. Whoa. Maybe worse. It's like, listen, guys, back off Matt Smith. We get to see Matt Smith clap cheeks. Like, let's, 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 guys. <laughs> wow. I mean, we come did. on. He clapped cheeks. I will, I will say um, the Emmys, or as they were known in the, you know, 2010s, the Game of Thrones Invitational, uh, <laughs> is basically, it's kind of like, you know, Alabama and the national championship. It's like, well, pretty much the Alabama Invitational they get in every year. It's pretty much going to be that again. It was kind of like, I hope you guys enjoyed that little five-year pause. Uh, but the game, the the now House of Dragons Invitational has begun at the Emmys. Because this show is going to just clean house. Yeah. Yeah, HBO's got a couple <laughs> heavy hitters there, man. I mean, this this is uh, this is why I trust HBO. This is why I love HBO. Uh, they just do it right. different. And, you know, we've been seeing a lot of people... Um, you know, point to other shows like, can this be the next thing? I'm going to be honest, like one and two. It reminds me when Michael Jordan played in the NBA. It's like, dude, Shaq was really good. And he was the second best player. And then Michael Jordan was like right. here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It is Nobody what it is. Yeah. And I'm not Sorry. trying to hate on other shows. I'm just saying that there's levels to this shit. 
It's yeah, this is, the, this, is, this is the royal airness. This is, this is the, you know, that commands the skies here, right? Just like old Jordan did back in the day. So I'm with you, man. Like, and Matt's right. Like, this is going to come back and win tons, tons of awards. Tons it's, of awards. Whether it's for, I mean, visuals, the, the costuming, the acting, all sorts. The I mean, the score music, is like, everything. yeah, it's yeah. so good. I, it's just, I, um, phenomenal. Okay, let's dive, let's dive into a little bit of, um, so we've talked, okay, now that we've, now we've talked just a little bit about, like, just, you know, impressions like okay it's the show let's dive into some of the nitty-gritty as like a song of ice and fire lore and you know theorists uh here because there was a lot of stuff we got to see because fire and blood and a world of ice and fire and just sort of like what's talked about in the histories of this era the dance of the dragons is really open for interpretation it's kind of just a broad outline um you know like say emma aaron's death all that's really said is that she died during childbirth and that her son died the next day. But now, you know, on one hand, you could say they're changing it. But with George Martin so involved, I'm thinking this is actually a little more of like his plan for the way of what the really happened. Um, so, you know, what do we think about Viserys now, now that he... Another, was a little more involved with it, man. Another Targaryen just being deceived by dragon dreams, right? Like, yeah, he says, you know, I've seen the dream as clear as day. It was realer than life. And it's right. like, well, you were right, kind of. And isn't that just kind of prophecy in general in the Song of Ice and Fire world is like, yeah, you were almost there. Like, you almost got it. But it had a whole different meaning. And uh, dragon dreams, you know, even in Dunkin' Egg, we see them, how they are misinterpreted and it, they can kind of even be allegory for power uh, and struggle. So I just feel like Viserys and maybe they could have driven it home a little bit more, but they kept it pretty subtle. They kept it pretty subtle with Viserys in his dreams. They mentioned, I think, twice. And then you see him make that decision. That was awful. Patty Constantine mm. broke my heart. Like, God damn. Yeah. The king better take care of that mercy. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, that was that was again uh, he's attention get, to detail he's get, in terms he's of... getting he's getting cut up by the throne. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It, hey, Rhaenyra and the throne like that looks sweet too. Yes, and I was wondering how it'd look on camera, like in a shot. The back is even bigger. Like, that's the thing I didn't act because you know everyone pays attention to the steps and whatnot, but the back is actually bigger. And I'm like, man, that looks so yeah good. so clearly yeah. when robert brathen got it he's like get this out of here <laughs> yeah he's trying to get nicked up left and right i'm sick of this all the guy nah, yeah. nah, we're not doing this anymore fix it they had to right. get the seat stretcher you know the, <laughs> the seat stretcher oh boy um you know jay yeah. said this in the chat and i agree he said i honestly love the change of rhaenyra and allison friendship so far loving the changes and i agree i think them being friends is way better way 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 better yeah, because it, it, it tears you apart. I mean, this is a, like there's way more emotion to this. I mean, as Matt was even saying with uh, Emma Aaron, all these changes or whatever. And as Jimmy pointed out and, and Jay there, it's like there's a there's an emotion behind it a lot more instead of this one line in the page that she died or that they, you know, knew each other when they were young or something. It's we're now seeing all this stuff and we're seeing how close they were. And that's going to tear tear them apart. They went through this emotional sort of you know, uh, like a vent together. And here she is getting passed on this great secret. I, and Allison getting passed to Viserys bedchamber after yeah. hours. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, and that was kind of interesting. And I liked, and as an, I said, or the realm, little, by the way, as an, I said this a little bit during the, when we were watching, um, Jimmy said, you, you didn't hear her say it, but 
it almost feels like and I'm glad they're kind of going this way is at least in episode one, it felt a little bit more like Otto wasn't necessarily trying to um, he, he wasn't really playing the game like to to for him to get more power. He was more so just kind of playing to get like to get Damon out of power. It was like it was more like he was like, you know, playing just being like, I got to I don't like Damon. Like we I need to get him out. So it wasn't like, oh, I want to marry um, my daughter off so that I'm now more in charge. It feels like he's just like he's like, I just hate Damon. I feel like there's layers to it, right? Because Damon's the immediate threat to his influence. So now that Damon's sent away, we are now going to see Otto Hightower start to scheme. Uh, for think I think so? I think we're going to see his truer intentions now, right. and I mean sending Allison, you know she's biting her nails, nervous. Man, uh, that they was rough. That up, yeah, yeah. And well, her nails. Uh, did you see at the turning when it cut, and her mm-hmm. nails were bleeding, bleeding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a detail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you you make you bring up a really good point about Damon. So at the end, right, Damon actually goes up and tells him some truth. But at the same point in time, what we saw was was also I mean, there's they're they're both kind of right in that like Damon's crazy, but at the same time, yeah. Damon's like, you have enemies all around you. They think you're weak, and I'm gonna I'm really trying to protect you from yourself. I mean, he's but it's just mm-hmm. there, there's 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 bits of truth in everything that everybody's saying around the table, which is Game of Thrones. You know, there's yeah, a little yeah. bit. It's like who 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 do I believe? Who do I trust? I mean, they're very persuasive. When all when the when all the different members at the council are very persuasive, you're like, I, I, I'm I, this is tough. It's a tough call. Yeah. So yes, somebody and somebody left a very good comment during the live stream and said that they felt like, and at least maybe they're just talking about what we see in the show, that Damon is kind of like half Ramsey, half Jamie Lannister. And I was like, I think for for people who only watch Game of Thrones, I think that is probably a pretty good sort of comparison to yeah. kind of just for like a, a, if you watch game of thrones you don't know anything about the books and you're like that's a i think that is a good comparison yeah and i like that people are pointing out that uh you know maesters and uh, come from old town which mm, is yeah. where Otto comes from right and then maester yeah. mellows is there and it's like also what about the bonnets did you guys like the maester bonnets yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i loved it <laughs> dude yeah. you know who i will say this you know who else i thought looked freaking awesome Corliss Valerian. Oh, he did. Did he's gonna? Ah, oh, I think I think House Valerian is gonna be so sick. I I think they're gonna be awesome. I think the casting of this show is so good, and I mean, obviously, we know the original show also did a great job, but like to hit it out of the park again with the casting, it's yeah. awesome. It's really yeah. great. I'm still so shocked that it's like Millie Alcox, I think is her name, who plays the young Rhaenyra, um, mm-hmm. and then it'll be Emma Darcy later, and then I don't know the young allison's name just off the top of my head but then um olivia cook again we've talked about this man they look just like them like (laughs) like the 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 older versions which is so crazy um just just so crazy to see yeah the episode just visually was so stunning how did you guys Um, feel about the dragons uh cgi i see a couple people in chat saying they didn't care about the cgi i'm not a big cgi snob like i don't really care i I am a big CGI snob. I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't have any issues with it. I'm wondering if some people, because a lot of people were having technical issues. And so sometimes you, you'll notice it. Like when I was watching wheel of time, I remember I was having, I was having connecting issues. And so I was kind of like, wow, the CGI looks like really bad. Cause that show, like the CGI wasn't as great. Mm-hmm. Um, even like when, when I was able to watch it next day in a pure stream, yeah. the CGI still wasn't like that, that good. Um, but 
when you're also maybe having some buffering issues, it can really make CGI look. Yeah. Look bad. yeah. I mean, there's times where I can obviously tell it's a CGI dragon because spoiler dragons don't exist in real life. Exists, yeah. um, but like Damon petting it and that it knocking his hair back, these type of like the really yeah. close up looked really good. I thought, um, and I actually love the variants in the dragons. Like I like yeah. the fact that, you know, like the, the worm actually has like a longer neck. Like that makes sense. And um, and we kind of talked about the leading up to the show, but even the scene with the saddle, right? Jakaras. Oh, little, yeah. You know, just little details like that. I really enjoyed. So I don't necessarily uh, know much yeah. about CGI. I just know that I never felt like, Bleh, no. you know? Yeah. Um, well, certainly compared to what's going on at like Disney with Marvel and Star Wars right now, where the CGI is bad. Yeah, it could have uh, went a lot worse because apparently yeah, CGI <laughs> is super backed up since COVID. It's, like it, those studios yeah. are still struggling. So yeah, um, um, I thought but, it was good. No, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I thought the, I thought the CGI looked great too. I was, I was gonna, I'm gonna pull up a picture of um just episode one of Game of Thrones to show some people just for comparison, like what it looked like compared to uh. Even just the rest of the series, uh, just so I can I can pull this up. So it'll be funny. Yeah, uh, guys, just want to point out a couple of things here. So the I'm just kind of trying to scrub back through the episode, and I forgot about because it's early on the weirwood tree that they're in front of. Yes, right. So I won't be surprised whatsoever if they pick very important moments to play out or dialogue in front of that tree, and that it it it'll, it'll just be a part of the story. But there's a witness, you know what I mean? And I, I just felt like that was kind of cool. Now, now in this scene, it was really nothing. It was really just them, the friendship, uh, them kind of talking about, what was it, I think, Dorne and, and Nymeria and, and, and stuff like that. So, But mm -hmm. I feel like going forward, you're going to have important moments said there that we're going to tie into Werewood Network. Who knows? You know what I mean? I was like, the fact that it was there, I was just like, that. that's just another, you know, another layer. So... Uh, yeah, it definitely seems like, you know, we're, we're talking about awards and stuff because like yeah. we need the general audience to love this. Right. But like, yeah, just just look, look real quick. Look at that beach blonde Tyrion hair in episode one. Then, of course, I got much, you know, obviously much better uh, as it yeah. went on. But yeah, just in trying just in trying to like remember, oh, yeah, what did Game of Thrones episode one look like? It looked like well, it looked a whole lot different than the rest of the series. It sure did. Right. I, I right. think we're going to get, you know, obviously the Emmy winning episodes and everything but it feels like you said matt it feels very george inspired in the fact that there are things that are just going to appease us the diehards right for a song of ice and fire and uh, i'm here for it i'm here for it and we can talk about it because we haven't talked about it with you jimmy um even though you were actually the one who initially brought it up to us and i did give you credit in all those videos just so you know and i thank you the, um the whole long night business and i think that Love it's it. so cool that this thing will get lost during the dance without trying to spoil what happens. Um, but uh, I think that's a great thing for it to happen because the next set of Targaryens are the ones who start to get rid of dragons. And if they had any idea about what this potential threat is that could come, there's no way they would get rid of dragons. Yeah, I mean, we know that this is like massive implications on the lore, right? Like this is about as big as it gets whenever you talk about the like original reason Aegon came. I like the fact that when they revealed it, it's still pretty ambiguous. Like he knows something's coming in the darkness, but it isn't like, hey, this is going to happen. I have to have this, this and this. He has pieces just like all the other dragon dreams, just like the series did. And this is all kind of like tying together, right? Like you've already seen one dream fall apart and be misinterpreted. 
And now we're talking about this dream that we're passing down generations to generations to generations. Like, how is it being confused? How is it being misconstrued? Uh, and, and what what is eventually going to be the result where this secret has been forgotten? Also, who wrote it down that Rhaegar picked it up? Exactly. Yeah. He finds it. He finds it somehow later. Yeah. And and there, sorry. I, there's just like I see some people online that are like, this ruins everything. This is a retcon. If you go back and oh, read the so. books. No, no, no. It's not. It's absolutely not. Um, it, it's just it's it's simply not like it, 15 years. Probably it's been around in the books. If you go and really think about like the things that are said, and things that happen. Eamon's dreams. Where he said that mm -hmm. we always thought it would be a boy. We yeah. always thought oh, it would yeah. be a boy, right? Um, and then you have the fact that Rhaegar just went in and picked up a scroll and all of a sudden he wants to play warrior. Like you, you mm -hmm. wouldn't you can't accept that for face value in this type of series, right? Like if there's a purpose behind it all. Uh, so I think that there's a lot of you know mystery around some of the decisions that Aegon made, but I do believe that there is a lot of justification for all of it. So I, I'm really excited about this. And you know, I'm a book reader first. Like I put the books above the show in my head but i can't say that i wasn't super stoked in those last 10 minutes like well that, it's it's that's straight from george yeah it's straight it's from huge. george and it's like the, i mean like the okay the idea he's he, he i don't know for, for uh, you you're, you're led to believe Viserys throughout the series throughout this first episode is weak right mm -hmm. except for he is holding on to something that is like only he can pass on to the air. It's so important. He so matters. And this episode in this whole series matters and ties into Game of Thrones. Like that's the whole tie-in. That is the whole tie, yeah. like, 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 like tie-in for the whole thing from Game of Thrones to House that like, matters. Now it's not just some prequel or whatever. It's like, no, there will be a Targaryen that needs to sit on the throne. We will need to be united one day to face right. that threat. Darkness will ride on the winds, right? Out of the north. And yeah. And, and, and like, you know, we need a Targaryen there to face that threat. And that is passed down to who? Rhaenyra. Not Daemon, not anyone else. It's Rhaenyra. And he, all of a sudden, he stops the playing. He stops the tournament. He stops messing around. He says, it's time to get serious. I need an heir. I'm done with this. And I, like, he goes back to the dreams. He goes back to his, like, their roots, their blood. Like, like what, why, why the Conqueror came here? And sort of like, I don't know. He just brings an intensity to this that was not, there from him he's kind of laughing like matt said in the episode he wants everybody to kind of get along etc playing peacemaker but and call him weak but he does some pretty awesome things here and says i'm at least going to pass this on to my heir and make sure that this is set up the right way now everyone plotting around him damon and then the high tower says we're going to see the loss of the secret but that right there made everything matter and it was just yeah. the best move i've ever seen I, I think it's just the best 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 way to tie this in and it's that's a great a George move it's a great tie in without being like fan servicey, in my opinion. Um, it, it brings continuity to both shows, which is really important and still has us asking really important questions about the books. I, it's a win on every side for me. Yep. I, I really believe so. Now, here's the, something I want to bring to the table. Yep. And this is, uh, you know, I had a friend who messaged me and told me to bring this up. So when we think about Aegon the Conqueror now, and you think about this really interesting situation now that he has had this dream. Do you think the letter that was sent from Dorne has any implication into this? Remember the letter sent to Aegon that got um, him to stop trying to conquer? And we never know what that yeah, letter yeah. says? Right, right. Because Rainey's Does Dorne know something? Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Something, right? What is it? I mean, 
What role do I Hold play? on a second. Hold on a second. I thought that the whole reason that the, that Doran sends the letter was because Rainey's was there, right? Remember, she doesn't. We, she get... we have no idea that this was after. This is after all this. You're right. right? So right. they send the letter. We have no idea what it says. Aegon just came out and was like, we're not conquering Dorn. We're done. Right. Done. He walks away. And from we it don't all. know what the letter says. We don't know what happened. Like, Rainey's and falls, I'm like, but we don't really necessarily know. Like, I mean, yeah. He, what's, he, what, what's his say? Yeah, he I, burns it. I think see people in the, in the chat kind of talking about that instantly. Something. So. Well, he John. Yeah, John only did John not sit on the throne, but it was Arya that did it. Although he was touching the dagger, the same dagger that Arya uses. Dude, the fact that that was used to try to assassinate Bran all the way in season one. Like, dude, I know everyone's like, oh, yeah, but the outcome was stupid. I don't care. Like, I love oh. the journey of the dagger. It's so yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, did we see a clip, Matt, where the, he puts it in the flame mm -hmm. and yeah, there's, there's like runes yeah. on it there's or like whatever? There's like a, it, yeah. a, a, a secret message. Uh, yeah, and you kind of feel like that's something super important and we'll see Allison with it later, but the king will wear it and he'll pass it down to his heir sort of thing. I mean, that's a pretty big deal. This is not just any any dagger. It's the king's dagger uh, with a secret message on it about the White Walkers, I'm presuming. Right. So, yes. I mean, <laughs> so insane. Only fire can tell the secret that's on that dagger. It's just my cat's another daggers downstairs or I'd see if the, the Valyrian glyphs say on it. <laughs> Because now I, they're speaking Valerian oh, in the show, so I can speak Valerian. Yes, so, dude. So good. That was so good. I, I thought when they came out and they were doing when she walks into the throne room, first of all, oh. when you see Damon sitting on that throne, oh. wow. I was getting chills, just like he's um off the throne, man. Like, my wife was like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, uh-oh. So something that actually people are are blowing up on Twitter right now. I'm just I just wanted to I just wanted to pull up Twitter to see everything. And as and I talked about it and I said um, during the live stream, I said, you know, one of the most interesting things I thought about this episode was in Game of Thrones, we always saw Daenerys riding on the dragons and it's like she's about to mess stuff up and she says Dracarys. But here, Rhaenyra is like saying it and it's like and it's a somber, like sad way to say it. and like everyone is like that's like the thing that's like the one thing that everyone is tweeting right now. Mm -hmm. um, talking about how like they did how they how they just loved it over well um rotten tomatoes uh it's like i i think it's 88 percent fan score and it's now up to 85 percent critic score um twitter seems to be actually pretty i mean i'd say like 90 percent positive um yeah i'll be honest like, so I, I muted my phone during it and i was like i know like we all heard like delete people are like oh it's pretty good but you don't know until the masses hit it and i was just like i came away and i was like I'm going to like this and I'm not going to let somebody like change my mind about it. I mean, obviously I'll listen to good points and stuff, but like my gut reaction was just like, this works like this works for me. It feels yeah, like me... I'm back in Westeros. Right. So I'm just on Twitter. I typed in house of the dragon. I hit latest, which is just whoever's tweeting, whoever happens to be. Um, let's see here. I never watched game of Thrones, but I thought I would give house of the dragon a try seeing it was 200 years before game of Thrones. First episode, not bad. We'll see how it goes. I need more. Episode one is incredible. Um, all I can think about while watching House of the Dragon is do dragons poop while flying? Uh, that would be a very, <laughs> that would be a very big surprise. Great question. You're going about your I don't know. Great question. Maybe is we'll, it fiery? Maybe, wow. Uh, maybe maybe we'll see. Jousting is strange. Once you get knocked off the horse, you get to change the game to a sword fight. You know, it's like so. Right. Just, it, it's always it's uh, House of the Dragon started off with a bang. So pumped. So yeah, I mean it's. Um, first episode is fire. Can't wait till next Sunday. Yeah, I mean it's overwhelmingly positive. There was a uh, 
a piece of the tournament, right? Where we're seeing these people commit murder and Rainey's is talking to oh. Corliss and she's like, you know, these people haven't seen a good war. Magor has been dead for 70 yeah. years. And it was like cutting back to Viserys in the birth scene, which was very disturbing. Mm. And then you cut to Allison's nails and everyone's face is a little bit tense, but you can tell the people in the stands are kind of like, yeah, kill them. And it's like this underlying like buildup like a pressure cooker is coming into King's Landing and obviously Westeros as a whole. And like, you can just feel the tension building. I thought that that was the best. Well, I had to really think about it, but that was one of the scenes yeah. that really kind of was provocative to me and stood out. I loved also that it opened with a sort of like 172 years before, not Robert's rebellion, not 172 years before game of Thrones, 172 years before Daenerys Targaryen. Yeah, like, so sick. Like, yeah. just even setting the tone. Like, no, 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 no. We're not talking about all the anything that happened in Game of Thrones. We're talking about specifically like Daenerys. Right. Right. Yeah. No, that was that was that was sick. I mean, the connected the tie in there is is huge, and that's the big deal. She's she's your the character that we well, in the book series we're rooting for. She's this whole arc over in Essos comes back. Going to be completely different in the books, but then everyone's rooting for her. Uh, she is what's needed at the end, and so then th these are her ancestors. This is how this started. She's the princess that was promised, right? As Eamon says, and so we see that here in as Matt said with the title of that song as as Rhaenyra is being named uh, the heir. It's just. It's everything to pass on that secret. Uh, saw yeah. saw a comment in here, by the way, about um, uh, the Stark. So we had we know like, but not not to jump way ahead here, but probably after this episode, at some point, we will speculate about this very topic and the dagger and passing on the secret more because of Torrin Stark and what will happen later on mm -hmm. and how maybe the Starks get involved in some of that the 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 lost message or part of it or something. You know what I mean? Because they sort of step in there at some point and uh, are you know, hugely important. So, yeah. yeah, I did. I did love the way, cause we, we'd seen the, the trailer, which was in the, I think it was the first trailer where it showed some of that scene um, of them all swearing their oath to uh, Rhaenyra. And one of the ones, one of the names you hear is Craig and Stark, but I love that they pinned it back and forth with like him talking about the white walkers and winter will come and all this stuff. And then it's like, then it cuts to, you know, I yes. Stark and all this stuff. Oh, so sick. Um, or not Craig and Stark, but um, yeah, Rickard. but Rickard Stark, right? Yeah. right. yeah, Craig and Stark will be it will be a a, a, a thing later for sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I uh, I thought Heron Hall. People are talking about the sets, you know, in, in the places we went. Heron Hall gave me chills. Oh, it was good, wasn't it? Gave me chills, man. Yeah, it's, people are yeah being melted down and stuff like that, and, and starting there, they're bringing the chest in, and you've got. I actually think, you know, uh, Jimmy mentioned it earlier, Rainey's. Who was narrating the beginning of what? No, that was that. Uh, that was right. I, um, yeah. I think it's Emma Darcy. Emma Darcy, I think. Emma Darcy who's yeah. narrating. Yeah. Who will play old Rhaenyra. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that was intense. Just the look between those two and, and her and Viserys and so, so, some of the mocking that's going on. It's just a little, it's just a little bit, but it's enough to sort of say who, like, whose side are you on? Cor Corliss is hard to kind of read. I mean, yeah, because he's saying Damon, and then he's also saying my wife should be. And they're like, "You're just said that you're you're for Damon." Exactly. He's sort of well. He's, he's just saying, "Hey, man." He's a also snake. he's, he's a snake. Rainy, uh, Rainy's the queen who never was, dude. Such a good cast. I mean, just absolutely yeah. good. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm gonna scrape through. Oh, oh. So to to start this whole thing, so you remember the court when they're walking through. Is in Matt, Matt, we talked about this in the in the trailer breakdown where Cersei's at, like that open sort of uh, that, right, red keep that, or whatever. 
that's the same spot, right? I mean, it's the same mm -hmm. spot where she's at and mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. So stuff like that, just seeing familiar spots and everything. And it just was, it was so good. Oh, the other thing was the lighting in this. So all of the candle work that they did, which is yeah. crazy, the reflections off of the table, everything. When you get a chance to go back and look at the, like the lighting, I'm, I'm just kind of like, yeah. you know, uh, it, going back through it. So perfectly done. Yeah. Cause a lot of times game of Thrones was too dark. Yeah. Um, to be, to be fair. Uh, and like this was dark, but it was still like the lighting was, it was just done better. I mean, that's just, yeah, that's just was. one of those things where it's like, that's just like, whatever it reminded me a lot actually of, um, the Batman, which came out earlier this year, hmm. which, uh, that movie felt like there was a lot of scenes where you just have like Batman and whoever, and it's almost like being lit by like one single, like light bulb, you know, yeah. in, in the corner. And it was very aesthetic for that movie. Um, and this felt to me like that, like where you just had like oh. the like one little candle. But in Game of Thrones, oftentimes it's just too dark to see sometimes. But this like, you know, so they're enhancing it somehow. But it, it was so when so they good. cut to the red keep at the beginning of the episode, right before we get our first like look at the council, uh, there was like a, just a slight lens flare that almost mm -hmm. it, it almost reminded me a little bit of fire. And I'm looking at the red keep. Oh, and I'm like, oh my God. Like, is that intentional? Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, you can you can see the budget in this. Oh, definitely. Uh, right. There's two things in chat. One, one. Uh, some people are asking about the lesion on the king's back. Uh, that's from the Iron Throne cutting him. Iron Throne cutting him, yeah. Which is like so on point. But also, someone's asked this, and I'm not sure what was with the balls and the table at the council meeting. And we talked about this when we broke down the trailer. Remember, we're like, what the hell are those balls? I think it's just uh, they. I think it's just I don't know. It's probably some ceremonial thing. And then I, yeah, I don't know. Like a vote or something, or like, like I don't remember a, reading about it in Fire and Blood or anything. So is that yeah. something that I that I've missed? I don't know. Just, I I don't yeah. I don't ever remember that. Hmm. Yeah, no, no. It seems like something new where they're gonna cast votes or they're possibly gonna they're present or something. I you know that's a yeah. Some people have said it's cancer that that, that, that cut on him, but yeah, I just oh. remember him in the episode. They said you know that it was from the Iron Throne cut, right? So yeah. I I don't know. Well, the big question with that cut is is that like. Is that because, you know, people speculated back in the day, we didn't answer the question whether or not Allison has anything to do with with his um, his death later on. Or is it just going to be this cut or does yeah. she hasten it a little bit for for whatever right. reason? So. Yeah. Uh, Vulture is reporting that there will be an opening sequence next week. Um, yeah, I I we talked I talked about this. Wheel of Time did the exact same thing. Actually, a lot of shows, to be fair, do on their their pilot episode where they just have sort of like a title card. They don't do like the full mm -hmm. intro. But HBO shows are kind of known for their very like I don't know, I, I'm not over the top, but it's kind of it's just like that they, they take like very. They take a lot of pride in their opening title sequences. Like The Sopranos is a very good one. Deadwood oh, yeah. had a very good one. Obviously, Game of Thrones. Peacemakers Wire. was Peacemakers was great earlier this year. I mean, I what will it be? I I think it's going to be. I hope. On all honesty, I hope it's just the same with like different music. If you want to do like a slightly different orient, whatever. I hope it's kind of just like the Game of Thrones thing because then it. To me, it's like you're building it like Star Wars, where it always starts off, you know, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Star Trek has its kind of similar thing. Um, trying to think of some other shows that where they kind of do that, where they use like a very similar uh, opening for for multiple things. But I, that's just that's just the way I would I would go. But Wheel of Time actually had a pretty cool in intro scene um, that felt kind of like Game of Thrones, to be honest. And it'll probably be something like that.
Yeah, I could see that for sure. I um, yeah, I wonder. I wonder what it'll sound like. I wonder what it'll feel like. Um, but I think it'll probably be very close to the original theme. It's kind of like uh, they always changed up the Wires intro song every season. Um, mm-hmm. They always did like a different type of genre for the opening song, and that was always really cool. So The Sopranos yeah. doesn't change, does it? I'm in season two currently. I don't, I don't, I don't believe it's so. the, nah. Yeah. Deadwood, I know, did not change theirs. Ah, people are saying the balls are obsidian dragon glass. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this is pretty neat. They're talking about like uh, possible ways to identify yourself, and they they're As worried about assassins right. if they're faceless men or uh, something something different like that. And that's kind of cool because Matt's brought up the idea that we might see a faceless man, or there's some wild card that we haven't yet seen that would involve a sat- like that that guild, which would be I think really cool. You know, uh, what? Well, just a second. Do you guys realize we saw Harry's on our screens today? I yeah. know. Like, God damn. Yeah. <laughs> are you kidding me? Like yeah. we are so fortunate to have this kind of budget. Like, I don't know, you know, after season eight, there was a lot of speculation. We'll never see this thing again, the franchise, all this stuff. And then like you get this first episode and it just worked. And uh, yeah, I just feel really lucky. No, I I think you're you're right. The the fact that we got that because that was our big question coming in is sort of like, how are they going to like give us context and, and, and tie us back to some of Aegon the Conqueror and then explain what like the state of the realm and then where we're going. They did a great job of not doing not doing too much. I mean, that opening sort of um, dialogue and then then seeing him seeing uh, the Council of 101 AC and then talking about the the secret Mm -hmm. at the end. It's everything like it was so well. Like I think you said, Jimmy, when you first started, like it wasn't overdone. Nothing felt overdone. It was just very natural. Everything just felt really smooth and good and it did feel serious like this felt this felt like serious and that's man i like when you said you know this felt like an episode kind of out of season three and four we're like we're in it right um i wonder where some of the comedic balance will come i don't want them to marfle it up too much where you know everything's got to be a you know wink and a (laughs) you know i don't want that i think damon had a little bit of light like he had some light mm-hmm. lines, which also really helps flesh out Damon as a character because he's not just some, he's not Magor, actually. So like that's a big no, distinction. No, 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 no. And I think after episode one, even a new viewer could see, well, this guy's not all bad. Like he clearly has some depth to him um, and he loves his brother. Uh, yeah. I, I believe that mm-hmm. as well. So I, I wonder who will provide some of the comedic relief. And I hope that they don't lean too much into it. Um, you know, like I said, kind of like Marvel does that a lot, right? It's it's like the big moment, and then there's one guy making an offhand comment. I hope they kind of stay away from that. They did that a lot in later seasons too. Um, but I wonder, it, it just this this first episode felt so so serious. Oh, True. so so good. This episode just the overall pacing and everything in this episode to me was like perfect. I mean, I'm I'm at a ten out of ten on this episode because yeah. I, I thought as a pilot. It came in and did exactly what it needed to do. It showed you what the series is going to be. It gave you like similarities. This is why this show is similar to Game of Thrones. And just on its own, it was just a great episode. It did so many comments. It did feel like a movie. You can feel the budget. And they've said that the budget for HBO is only going to get bigger. Like that's the crazy thing is this was actually because I I know I've talked about the whole merger and the Warner, you know, the business side of everything. (laughs) But, um, you know, this was like the final part of HBO being owned by AT&T, right? Mm-hmm. And I do feel, regardless, I know it feels like they're pulling a, a Band-Aid off by canceling all this other stuff. But it's like, the only they're not touching HBO, like with Discovery Channel. They're like, that's the one thing that's working. If anything, we're doubling down. So, yeah, like, yeah. whatever we're getting right now, season two's 
budget is going to be that much bigger. Like, that's crazy. I think I underestimated also the reach of this show. I, I knew it was going to be a success. Like, and I, I, I said it'll probably never, you know, reach those same levels of Game of Thrones reach as far as the zeitgeist goes, right? Mm -hmm. Because, like, that's a different thing other than just winning Emmys and stuff. Like, Secession is a phenomenal show, and it still hasn't captured the zeitgeist. <laughs> I was wrong. Uh, if you look at the Twitter impressions and and not just Twitter, but YouTube, any any social site that kind of uh, tracks these metrics, uh, mm -hmm. this episode is destroying records. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, even before it was out, it already had as many ratings as the last episode of Succession, which people say is the best, you know, and I'm not saying one's better than the other. I don't want to make it all tribal, but I'm just saying I did not realize how big this is potentially yeah. going to be. And this this will take me to as you're gonna have to help me with this, okay? Okay. Okay. This will take me to the um, mama kill in the room. Is that is that how you pronounce it? Mo yeah. The right, mama kill. Yeah. The, the, the elephants in yes. uh, Lord <laughs> of the Rings. Is that how you, yeah, the yeah, elephant yeah. in the room? Right. Yeah. Um, because a narrative <laughs> that will begin next week, you know, and next week at least, is going to be just because of timing and everything is this versus rings of power. Hmm. Right. Right. I mean, no, that's that, that, that narrative will begin next week when rings of power comes out. So, I mean, now that we've seen house of the dragon, what are, what are we thinking a little bit here? <laughs> I mean, uh, kind of go ahead as actually, you, well, you I, I, the game. no, I, I, I just want to say, I mean, I think, it's gonna be really, really interesting. Couple things. All right, here we go. Let's 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 dive down this because what this did. Jimmy said something interesting about the stakes of this or the show and just the, the the reach, right? I think you said uh, just in terms of how people are. They they went back in. Everybody who was there, that audience that was there at that season eight, went back in and said, "Let's check this thing out." And they all went, "Wow, wow, 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 wow!" And then they went, "Oh my God, this actually matters and is tying into the main series." There's like a, a secret. They mentioned like the freaking Night King. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. I mean, it's all like tying to that. That's something I didn't expect. I didn't see that. It just even as somebody who was going to go watch it anyways. So that's huge. It's set. It's locked in. Now in Rings of Power, they're doing stuff right now. Also, that is movie level. Everyone's saying this is like a movie. This is like a movie. Rings of Power is also going to bring like a yeah. heavy hammer, like a heavy hammer up in here. The other thing that's going on there. I mean, I, I very well believe that the stranger that we see in that is like either Saruman, Glorfindel. Uh, one of the wizards. So you're going to see like, a, like again, that tie back to why does this matter? The rings of power. You're going to see Sauron. You're, I mean, you're, you're seeing things that matter later yeah. on. You're see so very similar to house, of the dragon, having that tie back to game of Thrones, you're going to have rings of power tying into like you, you might see a good wizard, like Saruman. <laughs> Saruman might actually be the guy that we're following in rings of power. Who's actually helping people fight off Sauron. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that, that they're bringing to the table and saying, watch us. Like Galadriel is the main character in that. So it is going to be like a couple of Titans up in here just, just right. going at it, which is, which is awesome. It's bringing everybody to the table. I, I, the other thing that they've done, they're doing next week uh, like some massive sort of for free. They're, they're, they're posting tickets by noon tomorrow that you can go watch Rings of Power in theaters in the day theater. before it that premieres what's that do you watch episode one then you say got to get prime got to see episode two and so on right they know i mean this is this is a this is 
they're they're pulling everything out, right? I mean, they they both have done the red carpet stuff. They've they've gone crazy. It's I wouldn't be surprised at all if it's literally just all the award shows. It's just literally it's either Rings of Power or House of the Dragon. I mean, it's just like this back yeah. and forth thing, which is fine, which is great. Go go ahead, Jimmy. Yeah, I mean, I just think uh, one, we're not going to get a balanced uh, take on it from our our good viewers tonight because uh, we're you know we're Westeros right. people here as oh right. for sure okay. For sure. Absolutely, no, absolutely. No, I am cheering for Rings of Power. Um, yeah. I think it has way more questions to answer than this show does, um, especially with you know how people feel about certain lore decisions or whatever. Um, I I don't know what we'll to see. I honestly like I don't even know if it's. I, I can't really put any words on it because like I just have to see Rings of Power at this point because I already knew I knew House of the Dragon was going to be competent. I knew it was going to be a competent yeah. show because of the history of it. Um, I was still blown away. And yeah. I think that that's saying a lot for someone who has an extreme bias and is very optimistic. Um, so I just got to wait and see. I got to wait and see. I, I, I don't know. See, yeah. and that's why that's why tonight's episode for me was so impressive on so many levels yeah. that I that's why I'm like, it's an absolute 10 out of 10. I would give it like a 50 out of 10 because look at all the let me just let me just go down the list of everything that this show had going against it. Right. For starters. Most sequel or successor shows of any main franchise typically fail. They're they're very few and far between that even succeed enough to get a handful of seasons, let alone any show that can actually ever be more successful or as successful. I mean, they're they're yeah. very, very, very rare. Go look at almost any sitcom that's ever had a spinoff like Friends, one of the most successful shows in history. They tried to spin off with like Joey flopped so so hard it's very rare um you know star trek was able to pull it off with next generation um cheers to fraser which actually was more successful but it's pretty rare i mean it's very rare to have any sort of sequel show ever succeed at all yeah let alone something that in theory could be better so you have that just going up against it in the first place then of course you have all of the hang up of season eight People were like, I'm so done with this franchise, yeah. all this other stuff. So now you add that to the mix where like, no, this show has to be good. If you want to turn Westeros into a Star Wars or Marvel or DC Harry Potter like franchise, it has to not only ex do well on its own, it has to do well in spite of some hangups of the final thing. Then you add in the fact that like, this is the new baby of like a multi-billion dollar you know yeah. exchange from at&t to warner brothers discovery where they're like hey we're banking on this being like the whole deal for our company and then the show is just freaking sick on its own i mean yeah. and then you have rings of power that it's going up against like i'm you know i'm not even nervous worried whatever not saying rings of power is gonna be bad or anything but it's like just seeing, seeing what i saw tonight like it it will if rings of power is the greatest show that's ever existed this show will still be fine going up against it oh well, absolutely it, it it would be like it, like you said it is done enough on its own just as a show without all the other stuff going on all the other hoopla or the baggage or the context to it by itself is just great and yeah. then it does so good at tying in and wrapping up stuff or just making things matter it's good on its own i'm going to be honest and I'm just being I'm just being transparent. I don't Go really ahead. care about Rings of Power. 
like, like, I'll be honest. Like, yeah. like I, I've been right. excited because it's it's fantasy and that's kind of what I do and whatnot. But like, right. I just feel like I'll get to it when I get to it. Right. I'm ready for yeah. episode two of House of the Dragon. Like, I just I don't I, I'm I'm focused. I'm focused here. You know. Yeah. And I think a lot of people too. Here's the thing. I, I think a lot of people will. Um, this that what they've done in this this very first episode is to say. I don't know. I know there's going to be all this like like the battles with dragons and back and forth, the high towers versus Targaryens and 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 blacks and greens. But we have really just to, to wrap up the rings of power conversation or whatever. It's just a huge question mark for even Tolkien fans, even that that fan base. Oh, yeah. They just have no idea what it's going to be. So that by itself is right. also like alluring and very much like okay we gotta go sit down and have a watch of this but as like you say we already have a world here like this actually right. already fits in with something else we really love and there's a snow show coming out like they've already jumped ahead and said right. hey this is actually going to matter and tie into a ton of different projects so yeah it's right kind of really got that going for it yeah i think i think even still, I would actually give the benefit to, regardless, even before this episode even aired, I would give the advantage to Game of Thrones just because, or House of the Dragon here, because Game of Thrones was only, well, really, it was like five years ago, which is crazy to think. Um, right. It's only three. Well, right? it was 2019. Yeah. So, so we started we started in 2017. So sometimes I think about it. Yeah, I, I got you. That. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I kind of think. My mind always jumps there. Right. It was only, yeah, it was like three years ago. Right. Right. Um, but there was a big there was a big time jump in between season eight and season in season seven because it, uh, it took a while to uh, film. Um, so Lord of the Rings, I mean, I guess the Hobbit movies, you know, were were a, were a while ago, but the Lord of the Rings movies were even kind of further, you know, away. So three. Yeah. Which is yeah. that's crazy. To, that's like, crazy to think about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we old boys. We're old. <laughs> yeah. And now Rings of Power is going like thousands of years before as opposed to. Right. You know, just a, just a few hundred. Yeah. yeah. It's it's tough to kind of put it to, to like, how does it so, how does it matter? How does it fit into like a, a universe? Also, they're separate, right? They're different. They're produced by Amazon versus like right. New Line, you know, and uh, it, so whereas this is HB, this is HBO picking up where yeah, they left off. It's it's all yeah. in universe and it, and it all kind of fits and, and matters and is a different uh, piece of the puzzle. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm super excited for, for yeah, Rings I'm, of Power. I'm excited to see too. what it is. Um, but I, I do get why this is like so we can think back in our recent memory and say, I know what's going on here and I know how this ties into that. And it is massive. Uh, and I just didn't expect it in episode one. Guys, they so th they pull Rhaenyra into the Kingsguard, walked up to her chambers and said, your father has summoned you. Right. And they go down. Right. I mean, you have the dragon skull, the candles laid there. And he asked her, hasn't spoken to her and says, what do you see? Right. And starts talking about power and dragons. Right. And what, what, what does it all mean? And he shares this secret that is just so mind blowing was not anywhere in the text. So that's something new for fans, for book reader, for show watchers, whatever. I just didn't expect. I mean, I know we were talking about it beforehand, but just the way they pulled it off the fact that they did it, the way they did it is just, is just huge. And to see yeah. the seriousness with that, you know, Rhaenyra walking in there, talking to her father about this is it's, it's just mind boggling. Yeah, it's like, yeah. And we saw the gold cooks, you know, not, not formed like their inception inception, but we're hearing about the beginning of them. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, but, yeah, I know it's everything, right? It's all these oh, different factions that, that, that are starting up and everything. And it's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's sort of like the beginning to it all. It's how much, uh, how much time do we think passes between one episode one and two? 
That's a good question because we know because, there's a time, right? Yeah, because all the re- all the reviewers I've watched who are the people who get like the very early screeners. Um, now they get stuff before like VFX is even finished because it's like so they get it yes. so far ahead. And um, they gave out to all of those like the you know people have like a million subscribers. Maybe one day we'll get there. Um, yeah. They gave them the first six episodes, which is what they felt. They were like, "This is what we want you guys to see." Um, and they all said that episode six was where like the big time jump happened, where we switch to like Emma Darcy and Olivia and Olivia Cook. But it's um, a lot of them. A lot of them actually described the show very similar. And I, a lot of them said, and we've only obviously seen episode one, but that it's a slow burn, and that it felt very much like Succession was what they and The Crown was what they described it as. I'm in. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that that sounds like too, though, you know, because I'm thinking about the characters who need to show, sort of show up and his, you know, marriage to Allison and other attorneys that are going to happen and and things that will happen with Damon. Where does he go? Mm-hmm. Dragon Egg, you know, lots of different stuff, things that we even saw from the trailer, a dance sequence with Rhaenyra, uh, other other her. her we heard about the Crab brothers. King, Crab King down Crab at the King. steps. Yeah. We know that fight's mm-hmm. coming, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I guess you're right, Matt. We're going to see. Probably, you know, another five more episodes of of Viserys's sort of reign, you know, and what happens during all of that and, and really sets yeah. the stage, which is good because you have a great yeah. actor there and a really, really cool king who's just passed on the secret. And like then it, it, it's almost like we get this episode one. We sort of lose track of it. There's a war at the Stepstones. Rhaenyra is growing older. Allison is having children. And we're like, oh, wait, but hold on a second. The air super matter, you know, it gets all kind of kind of muddied. So and what's yeah. this letter to Old Town Auto wrote? Huh? What, what's that I know, all about? Right? Yeah. What's He's going on, scheming. man? He is he is scheming. And right now, though, if you weren't if you didn't really if you weren't in the know, you're like, it doesn't seem like that bad of a guy. He seems like he's really just fighting for the realm. And but if you didn't know any better and you're just sort of a straight show watcher, you're like, I don't know, it seems okay. Allison seems like she's super concerned and says something really nice and touching to the king. So yeah, and and you know, when you're thinking about characters that like you know, can be really good for conversations like Viserys, obviously his decision with his wife, you know, it paints him in two totally different lights from the beginning of the episode to the end of the episode. But I think Damon is so fascinating. And that's why Matt Smith's kind of the standout for me is like, I'm very curious what the popular opinion of just the general, not, not even so much us, you know, we're all, we're all really deep into this, but like, you know, just like my mom and dad, like, I want to know what they feel about Damon. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. is he a renegade? Is he, is he, are they team auto? You know, I'm curious. Right. And that's what I, I was hoping it would do this is that we all start to kind of gravitate towards a, a person or, or a faction or whatever. Again, we've read it, us three sitting here and you, a lot of you guys in the chat. Mm-hmm. So we sort of know I kind of like, you know, the, the bullet points or the outline of yeah. where this is going to go. But other it. people don't they have no idea. And they're going to be at large rooting for this, uh, it, this person or that person. Yeah. It, yeah and we, here, look, oh, go, go ahead, Jimmy. Go, no, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to bring up uh, just a few more comments I pulled up from Twitter here. So uh, shout out to. Uh, uh, He's one of my followers, and I follow him. His name's Josh Babcock. Uh, really, I follow him more for sports. He's like a Browns fan. And so we actually disagree on almost everything. Um, but uh, <laughs> he, said, he, he said, watching House of the Dragon felt like watching early seasons of Game of Thrones. I'm not ready to claim we're back, but I really enjoyed episode one. So I even see that, like, somebody who I almost, for whatever reason, we, it seems like we were just always on the opposite sides of, of everything to say that he uh, didn't like it. And then of course, um, Matthew Perry, Sir Matthew Perry um, just put, you know, head, head explosion emojis in our little uh, game of Thrones group chat and just like, oh, MFG cannot believe they did the prophecy thing. Wow. My entire feed is straight. up, Just Westeros. Wow. 
Wow. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Like, as we said, it's back and it matters yeah. and it's just, uh, um, here's an, here, here's somebody else. Alfie, uh, Alfie, uh, Monaro as from over from the guys over at the oh, rule of galaxy, rule of galaxy. Yeah. They're a star Wars podcast. We're friends with, um, saying it was very good, very promising, but it has a long mountain to climb to overcome the ashes of its predecessor. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I kind of feel like in one episode, it's already, I feel, I feel so good about it. That, that, that mountain air quote of ash. I'm sorry. Like, Cause really, I guess I would kind of be still like one foot in, one foot out if it wasn't like if it if you didn't add this extra bit in here with this the passing of this secret, it, I just is another level. It's still really, really good and would have surmounted any kind of concerns people have. But in one episode, they didn't wait for like four or five to say, let's let's really kind of stretch it. They said, no, give us one episode and watch us erase everything and all mm -hmm. those concerns. I'm they're gone for me. I mean, so oh yeah, right. definitely gone. And uh, one thing I want to kind of just touch on. And this is like the the germ touch, if you will, the secret sauce of his involvement is that we're going to have fun these next few weeks. Right, guys, like we're going to come oh, on yeah. here. We're going to speculate yeah. about what's going to happen, the changes they're going to make and everything. But when this season concludes, we got to get out the pencil. We got to get out the paper and we got to get back into the books. We got to go back to oh, the maester no, study, boys, because the last 10 minutes of this episode have changed the context in which we of, read of all of all of it, of all of it. It changed, it changed the whole thing. And there are breadcrumbs in here, and people are already starting to pull them out. Like I said, Eamon's dreams, Rhaegar finding right. the scrolls, there's even stuff in Fire and Blood that's worded in a very interesting way. And right. now, when this season's over, it's the gift that keeps on giving. And now, theorizing won't be about what kind of croissants are being served at Feast. It'll be about the fact <laughs> mm -hmm. that Aegon had a dream. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. You know, Let's go. And, I, Let's go, and, I, and I, I often talk about the episodes of Game of Thrones that George wrote because he wrote four episodes. There's some cool little nuggets in there, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what do we say to the God of Death? Not today. That's not in the books, but it is in an episode of Game of Thrones in which George wrote, right? And there's a few other ones. If you go look at the episodes he specifically wrote, um, and it's almost a pan. I feel like I'm almost willing to take that now. It's just can't. I because clearly yeah. George is over here saying, no, I think we can do this here. And I think we can do this here. And I think, because now what's to say that that doesn't, what's to say that that, that isn't something that pops up and wins a winner. What, yeah, if, we, you know I mean? Like 100% you know, I mean, dude. I mean, what if in theory he is, cause he is, he is right. He is helping write house of the dragon yeah. while he's writing um, winds of winter. And I think that's actually, at least for for if, from a writer perspective, who's you know struggled with it. Now you have the opportunity to be like, no, 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 I can add to the story I'm writing by adding stuff back here. Not I have to finish in order to like keep up. Yeah, well, mm -hmm. I mean, what, like the key line is it's very similar to what the Starks are. So okay, he, as Matt said, he's writing the Winds of Winter, um, and so you're thinking about what's going to happen in, in the end here. We talked about Rhaegar. We talked about Danny. in this very episode. It's mentioned that a Targaryen needs to sit the iron throne. And also we know from, from the book series that a Stark must always be in Winterfell. And this is a song of ice and fire, two very, two different thrones, Winterfell uh, in, in the North and in the South, we have a Targaryen sit, like sitting on that throne. And then we, I mean, it's just, there will be something. There will be, whether it is Rhaenyra at the end here placing down in writing or something, uh, a secret in, in, in a relic of some kind, possibly maybe a sword hilt or who knows, something, right? Uh, just to kind of pass that on. Rhaegar finds something uh, in, in the scrolls and in, in notes or whatever. 
and rises up and says, now it's time for, I got, we got to prepare. Holy smokes. We almost lost this. Yeah. It just matters, man. And he is going to reveal that. That's something he has let. It's almost like he gave them a tidbit that he had been holding back. It doesn't feel like anything that's like fabricated just for the show. It actually feels like that's where no. he was driving towards. Right, Jimmy. So, yeah. And he's mentioned it before in interviews all the way back in like 2015 and 16 for book book purposes. So, yeah. and, and, and if you go back and read Eamon's dreams and stuff, it, it, it all makes sense. I mean, I, I feel like some people are like, whoa, whoa, retcon, but I, it, it's not the case. Right. And then you yeah. start wondering, kind of like what Noel said in chat, like, does this have to, does this play into Aries going mad at all? Um, you know, is Danny going to find out the secret in Winds of Winter? Marwyn's going to her with possibly glass candles. Is that glass candle made from the dragon stones that we're seeing that are the balls and the little cups at the council table? I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. know. You know what? Wow. You know what? You know what else is interesting? A uh, great comment here by Kira. Um, it was George that pitched it to the writer. He was the one who who actually pitched this. But now we're gonna have to do some investigating investigative digging to see when did George? Which happened first? Did George pitch House of the Dragon before or after Kit Harrington pitched him the idea of snow? Because what was the Game of Thrones? Because we know that there was the Long Nights idea that got scrapped. Then they said it was going to be House of the Dragon. But House of the Dragon didn't get sort of announced or whatever or anything until I think it was 20. It, was, it would have been like early. It would have been sometime in 2020. Feels right. Like, feels like I've been waiting my whole life. So, yeah. Right. So yeah. was it? So was it? Did Kit Harrington pitch? to George the idea first of, Hey, I want to do a snow successor show or did this get pitched first? Because that changes a lot of things. If maybe they were, maybe HBO was sitting there saying, Hey, maybe Miguel and some of these other guys were saying, Hey, maybe we'll just do a Jon Snow sequel. Well, or, okay. or some, or a, or a sequel to game of Thrones. Yeah. And then Kit comes to George and says, no, I want to do a snow sequel. Well, then George says, well, okay, then I think we should, then I think the other show we should do is how is, the dance of the dragons shake is saying in chat he's saying that germ pitch first because the pitch was from 2016 Ooh. wait pitch what pitch this pitch show pitch. this show is this pitched. show is pitched in 2016 i okay. believe that okay. too I, I i do believe that because fire and blood came around right around that time well my oh, my yeah. only my only concern with um with the snow show so this in one episode showed you how much it matters how much this show it's i oh, mean yeah. it would have mattered i'm not saying it wouldn't have but it matters so much more because of the secrets that are being passed down by the targaryens like holy smokes and then you go to the snow show and you say how is that going to matter how, like oh. it, it matters but like Beyond the, you know, well, the, the climax, Matt, is, well, I don't, is, is, is Winterfell. Or is it, right? That's right. the whole well, point. Is that all like, I, all I know is after seeing this, after after yeah. seeing this, I guarantee the snow show is going to be matter. insane. <laughs> I mean, like, in. I mean it's going to be yeah. so good. Like, I'm, I'm in, boys. so in on that. And I yeah, love I, the ahead. key, though, has to be that it ma that's the point, though. If it's going to be as good as Matt just said, which I believe that it is as well, it has to matter. And oh, that's the whole point is that it will. So how, though? That's the big question. Our big theorizing going forward is what is that thing that's going right. to make it matter to the degree that Matt just said? <laughs> right. You know, yeah. so we kind of got to. I just think through. 
I just love this week to week hype and us just kind of like getting to let loose. And I, I, I love when we see new people stopping in. We have Jay Nell. He's on the Facebook feed. He said, no clue who you guys are. I did not read oh, yeah. any of the books and it took four seasons for me to like Game of Thrones, but I'm coming to hang out with you guys every Sunday after the show. Let's love this first episode. That's what it's all about. Let's, boys. let's That's go. Cool. Jay. That's cool. Hey, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Ryan Connell. George was very kindly involved me in this project merely four years ago, September of 18, when he got the call up to the major leagues. Okay. Okay. So, hey, so, Ryan, that, so that, so that showed, so that show did. Ryan Condell is the man, by the way. Mm. Oh, well, he's he did. He's he, a good fan. Yeah. 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 <laughs> wasn't it? Hold on. Wasn't it Ryan? Was who? Somebody, I was looking at this. Somebody worked with kit harrington on whatever his show was because he has his own production company we had looked at this it might have been miguel it could have been miguel not sure let me see yeah because george said he wasn't ready to like announce those showrunners right but they were that kit had his own sort of thing right well and also as we're talking about this and we're we're giving people props and stuff like let's just remember like we we had the hunch that the problem was D &D, and we said this show's getting everything other than D &D, so this should be great and so far you know we're only one episode in but one episode in but yeah so far it's looking well i mean still hold on let let me just say this real quick i know i I, don't get me wrong D D definitely botched season eight oh, we're not and, about to go and, to the and, and some of, and some of season seven but i mean they did also help create when they were given the source material when they had the source material they did create the greatest show in the history of television to quote stan sparathian yes the good doesn't wash out the bad and the bad well i'm not saying i'm not saying but i mean like i mean <laughs> oh no i'm agreeing yeah, with you i'm agreeing yeah, with you yeah, yeah. yeah. but tonight yeah. is not their night no right is definitely no. not their night if someone no, said no, do you no, think no. they watched they absolutely did not watch no there's no You'll, way what they gave up on no. us. They gave no. up on us. Uh, but we're yeah. still here. I, right. I, I put them in the same category that I put people like Ryan Johnson and Patty Jenkins and that they are great at adapting somebody else's written story. Not every director is is a good writer, you know, but yeah, some, people, some people are good directors. Some people are bad at writing, you know, whatever. Some people are good at about... writing. I thought the writing was very good this episode, by the way, because that was like the oh, big yeah. question is whether the writing could hold up to to what we kind of expect out of a Game of Thrones type show and then not having a lot of the dialogue, really any from Fire and Blood. It's like, OK, well, the best lines in Game of Thrones arguably came from George from the books, like directly. Oh, lifted. definitely. Um, and the fact that he was able to re- <laughs> review this script and everything, it was awesome also what about when day Dame, Dame this, this line here this yeah. like, so ridiculous. Uh, do whatever he uh whatever he called auto right. i was like oh right. my god, oh my god. <laughs> oh, yeah. i will say there was a funny comment jimmy um because you were you didn't watch live with us but um <laughs> when they start going out to the street and they're taking care of you know the murderers and whatever uh when they they cut they they go straight ramsey bolton on on that guy um somebody was like because i think that technically was the first nudity we saw they were like well that's not the nudity i was expecting (laughs) everybody in the chat was just laughing so hard yeah like oh my god yeah not the nudity we wanted right it's what they they want the the nudity we deserved yeah what (laughs) the nudity we deserved dude when damon swings dark sister and then next scene's him throwing the head on the pile oh so yeah brutal man yeah yeah they definitely had some fire and blood in this episode it was it was cool i thought the i thought the tournament too was really was really well done honestly like a lot of good energy all the tournament all the tournament stuff was the battling and everything was was sick um 
Lady Misery, what did you guys think of her? She's kind of a new uh, character who we're going to be seeing who Shave really mentioned mentioned a lot in the yeah. in the book. She's older. In the book, she's actually a little bit older. I think she's described as almost like like creepy looking. Uh, so they they kind of uh, aged her down, you know, to probably be you know more attractive and whatnot for the general viewer. Um, but we'll see. Uh, definitely shave vibes. Definitely shave vibes from her. Yeah, with a little more mystical power, almost like a blending of like mill. Like I'm not so sure if we're gonna get because she's supposed to be a little bit more, almost like um, what do they call her, the Mistress of Whispers or something like that. Like she's supposed to be sort of in on his like secrets and stuff or, or whatever. So I feel like. It is that right? Ending his ear a bit because he yeah. hates his, uh, and this is his quote, bronze bitch, right? Is, is that what he yeah. calls his wife? Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's the whole idea is that she is from across the narrow sea and she is kind of bending his ear. Yeah. Yeah. She just, she has a, she has a real uh, mysterious sort of vibe or whatever. And it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be cool to see her uh, by his side. And you know, the, I think they'll steal like a dragon egg or whatever. And, and we'll get into all sorts of trouble together uh, yeah. before he, he sort of comes back to, you know, he's going to have an arc. I mean, he's going to have this arc where he really right now we're sort of like, I'm ah, not so sure. He seems sort of uh, rough around the edges, but he's also seemingly looking out for his brother. And then he's going to go, off and do God knows what and come back and raise his crown and say, um, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? He's going <laughs> to full, full circle a little bit here. So, yeah, but I think she's cool. She's, she's a really cool, uh, car, you know, like element to, to the show. So. Yeah. She could be a wild card too. You know, I, I'll be curious to see what kind of liberties they take with her character. Like Matt said that, you know, there's not a ton of text for her. Um, right. So that'll be interesting. Uh, we had a question from Umana 1224 said, I don't know if you guys saw my question. Did you guys watch inside the episode after the episode ended? I did not, but I will watch no, it. We did. We did. No. Yeah, I did not. But I, yeah, I will watch it when I, when I uh, watch the episode tomorrow, just cause we were right. Then we hopped right on to do our live stream. So yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Shauna says the jousting tournament kept me thinking about a knight's tale and I actually did too. And I love them changing the <sighs> banners and just even the helms being different. You know, that's one thing my wife said. She was next to me and she's just like, you know, all this stuff has so much detail. Like, it's crazy. And she said, oh, the yeah, like Damon's helm. Just right. badass. Oh, yeah. Go, yeah. go. Like, if you could only go back in time uh, before season eight and look at any of the like, you know, just like, go back and like if you could go, go back in time. Right. And type in like Game of Thrones season eight. Like there was all these like pictures. Remember, like it was like all like, you know, Jon Snow and like Targaryen armor and like all of it. Oh, yeah. like, exactly. Like what David is wearing. And I was like, he's never going to get this. But it was just like, you know, like fans are out there like, oh, yeah. speculating and doing stuff. So open, open to see it. So they got it right here. I mean, they got they got right, the right. real little dragon. Yeah. No, it, yeah. no, it looks sweet. And then he gave Rhaenyra the little Valyrian steel necklace. And yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it seems like they have a really good, you know, relationship and she's, she knows she's very smart. That's, they pulled oh, yeah. it very well. Like, like they show that she's just, ah, she wants to kind of, you know, fly around, do her yeah. thing. She's, she's living in terms of like wanting to be this warrior princess yeah. or whatever, but she's very smart and she knows her uncle. She knows exactly who right. he is and can kind of, you know, uh, what did you guys think? Cause I remember seeing some of the criticism. So some of the criticism going in from people who had screened it earlier was they felt like, they were already they were trying that some of the criticism with people who've seen multiple episodes like the early screeners was they felt like they were trying to make Rhaenyra Daenerys essentially or like there was um do you feel did you guys feel that at all or well that was any, one of the things I was worried about with the show is that I mean it, and we're not going to talk about what happens but like you could definitely draw a lot of parallels between Rhaenyra and Daenerys and I wonder if it'll give people kind of a flashback and bad feelings um, obviously their arcs aren't identical or anything like that just so 
people don't feel like I'm spoiling anything. But um, yeah, I think there's definitely a link there. Like, I, I think, you know, them showing it how many years before Daenerys it actually was like, I think I think it's without a doubt on purpose that they're trying to relate those two things. But I don't necessarily know if that's a bad thing. Right. Yeah, no, I, I think it's great. I also think, too, she she does. Rhaenyra distinguishes herself just because of all of, all the tar- all, all the Targaryens around her, all of her learning, all that kind of stuff. So they're like similar, but yet very different just because of, you know, a uh, life situation and, and where Daenerys is at compared to where she's at. So I don't know. I'm just I was super impressed by how I don't know, just her just the way even even the actress sort of pulls off her facial expressions in terms of looking at her uncle and understanding what her father's up to. And she seems to be very savvy in terms of the political mm-hmm. things that are going on. And she's very, very, very young, which is definitely not something Danny had to kind of learn along the way and figured out through experience and through ups and downs or whatever, but she seems to be on it. And I think that's, what's going to make her, I think it's what's going to kind of bring like Damon is this rogue Prince. I really think like, like Rhaenyra is going to win when that, not to spoil anything, but as we get further, she, she's going to have um, sort of a reign, a, a kind of a control on him more than maybe was uh, amped up in the book. So yeah, it was also cool because the trailers definitely made it seem like it was Damon versus Rhaenyra. And we're all kind of like, wait, 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 right. Are they, are they, what are they doing here? Um, and then as we got closer, I think we all kind of said, oh, it's a little bit of a bait and switch here. Um, you know, showing right. off Matt Smith as much as they possibly can because he's like the most notable guy in the show. Uh, and, although and Patty, although Patty Constantine, man, Patty I, Constantine won me over. I'm unfamiliar with him because I, I think Peaky Blinders is what he's. He was in The right? Outsider as well, which was an HBO uh, adaptation. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm just unfamiliar with him. So Pat, Matt Smith, I know because I've seen uh, in Doctor Who, and then he was in Morbius and, and the know, Crown, the Crown. Yeah, um, but I mean Matt Smith, I know is 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 great, but uh, Patty Constantine, man, I'm definitely excited to see more of him. Yeah, mm. absolutely. I uh, I was very impressed. Very, very impressed with the whole yeah. cast. Yeah, guys, there is some uh, breaking news here that uh, actress Millie Alcock, who plays Rhaenyra, has been hospitalized seriously after a spinal fracture from carrying the first episode on her back. Wow. Uh, I, get so, <laughs> you know, I will say I thought she was phenomenal. Um, oh, you know, get crushed it, man. Emily, uh, you know, Daenerys grew as the show went on and so did the actor, right? Mm-hmm. Clark, she kind of she got better. Some people still don't think she's great. I actually thought she started to get much better towards the end of the show, but this is not the case here. Uh, yeah. The the lady it, uh, playing Rainier did a great job, and yeah. it's it just it's it, it's like kind of bittersweet um, in a way because it's like man, it's like I'm excited to see Emma Darcy obviously um, as like when yeah. you get to older Rhaenyra, but it's like man, they're just so good, and then they're going to be gone, you know, and it's like ah, oh, yeah, but yeah. Now she's great. She did a great job, and that's kind of that's kind of fair. I mean, just all of her mannerisms, man. All of the all, all the dialogue, everything, you know, done. I, I actually, I'm I'm glad. So, are we thinking these these uh, actors are going to be sticking around for six episodes? Like we're going to get six solid. That episodes uh, them, it seems like five. So, from what a lot of the early screeners are saying is, it's going to be five episodes with. Don't do that again. <laughs> like scaring <laughs> people. Like wait, what? Like um, uh, five. Uh, that scared me for a second. Uh, no, five. So it sounds like five episodes is with the younger actresses and then okay. episodes and younger actors who we saw a little bit on the Valerian side. Right, um, and we'll see more of. And then it sounds like six is like the big time jump. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. That's cool. That's good. That's good because they're so far just killing it, doing and doing a great job, and we're really sort of attached yeah. to them. So it'll be cool to see. Uh, that'll. Pro- I mean, that'll propel their careers into huge. You know, 
Good. And it should, because right. I mean, again, I was a little bit nervous because they're young because they're unknown and, right. and, and younger, but uh, yeah, just an experienced crew yeah. and everybody around it. They did a great. Well, time. remember, remember it does kind of provide, I guess, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Cause then if you play a, a kid all the way through, especially in something like game of Thrones, like remember season eight, like a lot of people were really upset for Macy Williams to have a sex scene. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because they're like, hold on, we've like seen her. It was a little up. weird. I'm like, it was definitely a little weird. But I mean, so at least here, you jump to like an entirely different actress. So it's I it will 100 percent help. It'll definitely yeah. help. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. We didn't spend 10 years. You know, I mean, she had you know, like missing teeth in the first episode, guys. So, right. Yeah, I, yeah. I just was like uncomfortable in that whole thing. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Weird. yeah, yeah. Great comment here. Okay, so uh, sorry, it covers up Jimmy's picture. Uh, it says, okay, I'm new to this. I've watched Game of Thrones four times now. Every time I see new things, small details. This episode is a great experience, great writing, uh, and the flow of it from what we've come to expect from the original Game of Thrones brand. The secret was a massive drop. It made me see how well they are um, at not only paying attention to the details, but making the connection between the two shows. I'm about to hop back in and see the episode again. So many details, I'm sure I will need to hear. Um, ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy's, uh, Jimmy's <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lex on him. <laughs> so good. Yeah. No, yeah. I know. I know. You know, it's so funny. I remember we we talked about this, how we were going to see so many comments. <laughs> so many comments. Jimmy and I have been waiting for this moment okay. of, of all of the, well, season eight, season eight, season eight. And now everyone's like, all right, you know, then when the first trailer was coming out, I was like, okay, you low key, like this might be good. This might be good. And now everyone's like, oh, it's just sick. It's great. It's I, uh, I have a friend right. who swore off the entire franchise, got rid of the books, everything after season eight was just like, I'm out. Um, and, you know, for me, more power to him. He hit me That's up today. Hey, said, yeah. they got me. They got me back. He, he got the yeah. leaked episode early and he said, I'm in. Wow. He said, welcome back. We've been here carrying the banners all along. Right, gentlemen. right, right, right. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Though. That's good. People are back. I mean, Listen, you know. I listened to a lot of podcasts back in the day. And for people who don't know, you know, I met these two gentlemen and they were the motivation for my YouTube channel because uh, they ran such a great community post season eight. But I remember a lot, a whole lot of those old podcasts that were, you know, trying to bat with the big boys right here for oh, yeah. me. And whenever the show ended and it wasn't cool anymore, everybody kind of went away and you guys never stopped. You guys kept That's making true. episodes. You stuck with the fandom. You said there's still something here. And uh, it was, you know, we were, dis there was a lot of disappointment, but there's still so much to say about the journey that was on the way there. And you guys kept at it. And, uh, you know, without you, I wouldn't have my channel or, you know, and, and I think you've inspired a lot of people, but I'm just saying, I see a lot of those people coming back. Uh -huh, I see a lot yeah. of those podcasts kicking back up. Hey man, we're all, we're, we're starting, they, you know, I didn't put them on my feed. They I fired back up. The, you're right. They did. They, where were they? Right. When, yeah. uh, hey, well, when, when Gondor yeah. called for aid. No, all right. Well, here, let me let me pull up some quotes from what I consider to be one of the most, uh, you know, strict uh, fan fan groups, the A Song of Ice and Fire subreddit. OK, um, so there are season eight episode or excuse me, season one of House of the Dragon episode discussion. The jousting is what sold it for me. They did such a good job of depicting what I imagined it should look like. I could not be more excited for the rest of the show. I love the quick pull of the next lance. Never seen uh, that before in jousting depiction. Really helps keep the suspense high. Absolute stunning choreography during it. Really makes me hopeful for the action. Um, though they're still falling a bit into the old habits of putting a million cuts into the sword fights to make them feel faster. Um, so they're kind of focusing on that. Asking about... Uh, is Viserys holding the cat's paw at the end, right? Yeah. Um, 
works, but uh, I'm really digging it so far. Seems to be faithful to Fire and Blood. Well, I didn't have uh, many doubts before. Matt Smith has sold me as Damon. Uh, so, that I mean, that's some of the, like, the most, you know, hardcore, yeah. strict fans who, I mean, and they're and they're pretty, they're pretty in on, in on it. Yeah, I mean, I'm hardcore into the books, and uh, I'm okay if they change stuff. I, I, I really am. I embrace change. I can kind of separate the canons in my head, um, and sometimes you got to change stuff, guys. Like you just got to change stuff. So I hope people yeah. continue to have an open mind as we continue through the season, and things are things are going to get changed. Um, but I think it should be a good amount, um, you know, a good amount of stuff that needs to be done. So Allison and Rainier being friends, in my opinion, is very good. Yeah. yeah, it's more like things might be revealed too as we go along. <laughs> now go to now go to free fall. Stuff, so. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, let's. I'll, I'll pull it up. Is this the Reddit? The free folk Reddit. Yeah, they're okay. kind of like the saltier than crate Star Wars Reddit. Or oh god, like, they, yeah, or <laughs> they're just like oh, I'm picking every single. Detail. Oh boy, here we are. Uh, be every single detail. Uh, yeah. Sorry. I don't know. I can't really find if even if I wanted to be super critical, which I'm not normally that guy. I, I, I actually, they're not too bad over there. They're just kind of you know making fun of some stuff. Are we going to talk about Otto Hightower pimping out his his own daughter? I thought I had a bad father. <laughs> <laughs> actually, the the main uh, episode thread is very positive. Yeah, wow. I, know. I know, and they're like, and they're pretty. Oh yeah, they're like, oh wait. Like, oh no, I liked it, you know, because <laughs> oh, they were expected no. to go. Just when I was oh, out, no. just when I was out, they pulled they me back. Pulled me back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they did do this. So awesome. All right. Well, uh, let's uh finish up here with uh just sort of just initial just I mean, how are we feeling? As I'll start with you, just now we've feeling. we've been we've been waiting, we're finally here. Yeah. Just thoughts, and then I guess maybe your predictions for episode two. What do we think we're where do we think we're going? Yeah, no, I, th- I I I love it. I'm honestly kind of blown away, and I I gotta say I've said it so many times, and I think everybody will will agree with this. It's just like it was already so good, and then at the end, just this sort of passing down of the secret, it, it just takes it, it. It really just took it to a whole nother level that I did not foresee, and that was the thing too. I was ner- a little nervous that I would come into this like, all right, I kind of read the books, I I, I can almost sort of see where this is going to go or whatever, but then just to have it delivered and executed so perfectly and to have it just uh, depicted so well, I don't know. I, I didn't, uh, I, I don't know. It was just, it was so good. And I feel so good watching it and so confident moving forward. Uh, Cause you can actually, that secret, that passing down of the, of the torch, right. From King to air is so strong that I'll remember it the whole time. Like it's something yeah, right. that's just there and you don't have to ever do it again. And now you can move that's on with right. your story and you're like, wow, you just set up the whole thing and it's, that's it. You, you, you already knocked it out of the park. It's a home run. So in the first episode, so I feel that good. And I think, you know, predictions for me going forward, I think, um, I, I really think we're going to see episode uh, episode two real quick is called yeah. the rogue prince. The Rogue Prince. Okay, going to the steps. Clearly, yeah, yeah, going. (laughs) All right, then. Yeah, I think you got to get. Yeah, you definitely do. You have to get kind of, kind of into that and uh, and really see, get to know Damon because you could have been fifty fifty on him here. You could have said, "Well, I really like him," or "Really, he's he's kind of a jerk," or whatever. But now I think you're going to get to who he is, like a man in his cups, a man who has tried to find his place, doesn't know he's a second son. You know, where, 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 where does he belong? What is his role? What, what is his future, his legacy, all that kind of stuff. I feel like he's going to be dealing with that and we're going to get like connected and locked in with him. And, and then the next episode after that is going to be, we're going to be locked into somebody else and feeling like, Oh, I don't know. They've got a pretty good 
story here or, or you know, whatever. So it's going to be this nice back and forth. They've already set up. So I saw in the comments earlier, somebody said so many different plot lines, so many different you know characters to kind of follow. And that's that's awesome. It's wonderful. And but you do have to kind of get us right into the rogue prince. He's the most interesting, dynamic character in the whole thing. So I'm, I'm happy to hear that's the, the title of the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jimmy. Uh, I literally just wanted it to be a good show. I said this. I said, I'm not expecting season four Game of Thrones, but if it is a competent show that is good, it doesn't have to be perfect. I'm going to enjoy it just because I love being a Westeros. Like I have that just established, right? Um, it was way better than I expected. Um, and I already expected it to be good, right? I think it was great. I think that we do have a lot of season left. So we got to see what goes on. Time jumps are interesting. I wonder how they'll handle it. Um, I'm very much looking forward to seeing Damon explore and Matt Smith doing this character. I, I, I just would, thought he stole the show. Really, I did. Um, so I'm excited to see what happens. I'm excited to see also for all of you who have not read Fire and Blood. I almost would encourage Ooh, you not boy. to at this point <laughs> yeah. because like some of the stuff that happens and I, I said this, I think it's as high of drama and if not more than the main right. series and oh. uh, seeing those details get flushed out uh, will just be amazing but it's not often i enter a live stream kicking my feet and pumping my fist so yeah i i loved it it was great okay yeah for me um yeah absolutely god man just just really i just loved everything about it the look the feel the, my biggest thing was you know i i guess for me it's like I, star wars is my is my sort of comparison where it's like okay you have the originals and then you go to the prequels and then you go to the sequels and regardless of which ones you like better or some are, you know, are they all good or whatever? It has that feel where they just like it, it, it looks and feels like star Wars. Um, whereas that's what I wanted mostly for this in order for me to even feel like season one was a success. It needed to look and feel like game of Thrones. And that's exactly yeah. what we got. So loved it. And then it just went above and beyond and everything. And I'm with you. It's, I actually think story wise, I think for TV, this is actually almost a better, I don't know. I think it's almost a better framework for television than actually a regular Song of Ice and Fire is because it's a lot more political backstabbing. It's a lot, there's dragons, but it's not, it's a little more confined. Like Game of Thrones is all over the place. You've got like story that takes place only at the wall. You've got Essos, you've got Dorne. This is actually way more confined and I think it's easier to follow. So I'm very, very, very excited for it. everybody knocked it out of the park. My predictions, I do think we will get a title card. I'm oh, and I'm just going to go ahead and say, I think it's going to be the same thing as Game of Thrones. I think they're just going to go. I think they're going to cool. go with it. But the cool thing is if like by doing it in episode two, where now everyone's kind of spread out a little bit. Now you give us a reason to show us different places because episode one is like, well, everyone's in King's Landing. But episode two well, I don't know. You get the Valerians. Here's Driftmark. Here's the Stepstones going over here. Here's mm -hmm. King's Landing. We we're going to see maybe some fallout in the Vale. You know, there's. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Right. So you actually have a good reason to kind of bounce around the map a little bit now. So I think maybe it'll do that. But I think it'll be maybe a, a diff slightly different take on the song. It'll be maybe just some different instrumentation or something. So, yeah, that's what that's what sort of my, my hope. And then we'll definitely get to see Damon going to just wreck everybody in, in the Stepstones. So I think it's going to be like another step up i really do oh and the crab I, king baby yeah let's go so good yeah. so with that we want to thank everybody who is listening on the podcast everybody who's been watching and come came to hang out with us on youtube 
Um, be sure to check out not only uh, our Patreon or Apple Premium if you want extra content. Because as and I have tons of huge theories and everything over there. I think we just looked at and we have over a hundred epi- hundred extra podcast episodes on Patreon, which is like yeah. crazy uh, to think about. Um, so be sure to check that out as well as some of our other shows. We cover Lord of the. Uh, we will be covering Lord of the Rings on our Wheel of Time channel, and of course, when Wheel of Time comes back on, we do the books there. But we're doing the show, so that's called Heroes of the Horn. So we will be doing. Uh, Rings of Power coverage there, and we do a Star Wars channel called Hyperspace Hangout. So be sure to check that out. You can find it easily on Apple iTunes. Kind of links you out to everywhere. Um, and be sure to check out Jimmy's channel, The Fantasy Network. Yes, on YouTube. On, on YouTube. Um, be definitely, definitely sure to check that out. You can follow me anywhere on the internet at Super Games Bros. As anywhere on the internet at Womprat underscore two M Jimmy at the Flock of Valley on Twitter, and of course the Fantasy Network on YouTube. Guys, it's been absolutely great uh, doing this live stream. Stay tuned for more. And apparently, winter is coming. (laughs) Fantastic.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.